Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today we have a coach, a leadership coach, and a person who's actually worked in the financial services industry for a while, J.M. Ryerson. Now, he was introduced to us by a good friend of ours here at Top Advisor Marketing, Cheryl Brown. In fact, he just said that he had just recorded with Cheryl just a few minutes ago. He's the Chief Leadership Officer for Appreciation Financial and the CEO of Let's Go Win. J.M., welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, brother. I really appreciate it. I would like to know a little bit more about you as a human being. So tell us, just tell us your history. I'm originally from Montana. I ended up moving to California post-graduation of college, went to Enterprise Rent-A-Car right out of school, and then found my way into financial services. I ended up interviewing with a guy that ended up being my business partner for three companies, and that's what I've been doing ever since. 17 years, it's been an amazing industry for me and my family. And I just like to give back and let other people know some of the things, mistakes we made and other ways that people can avoid them. So you've been in the industry for a a while. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. So are you still a practicing financial advisor? I am. So as I told you off air, I, I really haven't sold products myself for, gosh, the better part of, you know, the 16 years, I suppose. I've really been focused on developing team and that's what I do. But yeah, I'm still right in financial services. I love it. And in fact, prior to this, I had three conference calls coaching with some of my guys, helping them with their team. Well, let's talk about team building because as you know, as we were talking about, this is a a financial services marketing podcast, but having you on, people might say, well, why are you bringing on a, a, a leadership expert? Let's talk about that. Why am I bringing on a leadership expert? What do you do for teams that not only helps them have better teams, but also market more effectively? Peak performance, mental performance to me is part of all of what we do. So in terms of marketing, if your head's not in the right space, you can't truly be able to even market. We're in obviously COVID-19 right now, and, and some people are really struggling with their marketing And I've told my guys, this didn't happen to us. It happened for us. It's been amazing. We are busier than we've ever been by simply doing policy reviews, by reaching out to former clients. I mean, we are so darn busy with referrals. So I coach a lot on that, I guess, would to be a direct answer. I I started in, in sales. It's I'm pretty decent at it and I enjoy it. So when it comes to marketing, I love working with clients. I, it's my favorite thing is actually getting referrals. So I coach a lot on that. It's not just the team building aspect, but helping their teams perform at their very best. You said that one of the things that helps is the fact that you guys have made some mistakes in the past, which thank you for saying that because some people are like, I never make a mistake. We all make mistakes, lots of them, but the best thing is to learn from them. Let's talk about some of the mistakes that you and your firm have made over time that our listeners could learn from especially in this time of really a lot of people jam they're growing like mad right now especially the ones who are proactively just like you're talking about reaching out policy reviews financial planning reviews but what are some of the mistakes that you've made just in your career that you learned from and then tell us what you learned 
Well, to your point, I've made about every mistake there is. One of the big ones is I have forgotten to build my team. I have forgotten to reach out to my clients. These are all things that we should be doing all the time. But it's interesting during the recessions that we always got better. And it's because when things are going great, you're not necessarily diving into your business and looking at, are we actually servicing our clients the way that we should be? Are we getting the amount of referrals that we should be? And typically when things are going great, people aren't looking at that. It's going well. If it ain't broke, why fix it, right? There's the old saying. But the truth is what, during these recessions or these slower times, that's when you really slow down, look at your business, and then you actually can grow and get better. So I guess the biggest mistakes I've made, Matt, we didn't spend the time and look back and say, what should we be working on our business? So it's been a good opportunity to do that right now. And, and it's helping us grow and get better for the next run for the next 10 years or whatever the market looks like. Let's talk about headspace. You talk about headspace. What do you do to help advisors get in that right headspace so that when they do come into work, they realize it's game time, which in turn not only makes them better as an advisor, but a better leader and a better marketer? I'm big on the morning routine and making sure that I go through, right? You know, feeding our body, our mind, and making sure that we do those things. So to get in the right headspace, especially let's say just right before I go into a client, I always find my trigger, whatever that is, to be my very, very best. Because you don't want to be dragging your baggage into your next appointment if it was poor. But I see so many people with that laissez-faire attitude. Well, and it turns one bad appointment into two, into three, and into this snowball effect. My trigger was always, for me, it was a, it was a song to get myself in the place to give my very best. Just like I prepared for this, because I want to give the audience my very, very best. And not look back and say, oh, I wish I had said that. Nope. I came in and I prepared. I had my morning routine. I listened to my, so I came in ready to give my best. So that's what I talk about with mental space, whether that's meditation, which it is for me, reading, uh, getting my coffee the way I do with the Bulletproof coffee, working out. Those are all part of me being my very best for either a podcast today or a client. I think that a lot of advisors get quite lazy over time. Oh, it's just another client meeting or, it's, oh, it's just another prospect meeting. But they don't realize that it's game time. What are some of the other rituals that you help advisors create for themselves? And, and actually, Jam, if you don't mind, can you help us understand how you help advisors create that sort of mindset exercise? For me, it's it, if anybody here has done insurance and if you've ever delivered a death claim, you know what we do is important. And it's not just some other client. Now, when I do a fact find with my clients, I always look at them like they're my mother and I try and treat them accordingly, i.e. I make it as simple as I can so she understands because we use so many acronyms in our space. That doesn't make sense to a client. And so two of the things that I've always done is I think about the death claims that I've, that I've delivered and, and that makes me realize how important what I'm about to do and why do I take that extra third, fourth, fifth, sixth no because if I know they need it, I'm going to bring that to the table. And then again, I, I look at them across the table, just like it's my mother, and I'm going to treat them accordingly. I'm going to give them everything I have. So for me, those are two things that have always stuck out. 
Now let's talk a little bit about Let's Go Win. Where did that come from? I mean, so you're, you're full-time with Appreciation Financial. Where did Let's Go Win come from? And let's talk a little bit about that. So Let's Go Win is a book that I created, and the idea was really for my two kids. I have a 13 and a 10-year-old, excuse me, 14. He turned 14 yesterday, boy. And I wanted them to have some of the philosophies for all the mistakes that I had made so they didn't have to run into that again. And so the book was created for them originally. Lessons from my parents, my grandparents, authors, mentors, all in one condensed version. Because again, I want them to have some of this knowledge. And so that's why it was created. And somebody told me, you need to share it with more than just your boys. So that's where it's developed into another company and all that stuff. So what does that other company do? Are you... Uh... I'm assuming you probably did a halfway decent amount of speaking, which none of us are doing right now. Uh, how are you getting the word out and how are you bringing that message to not just financial advisors, but the general public? Yeah, it's a great question. You're right. The speaking engagements have changed and they've become these uh, different stages, the digital platform, whether it's a podcast or Facebook Live or videos. I'm not a marketing expert at all, but... I have a team that helps me with getting that message out and really delivering value to people. So that's what we've been doing. And a lot of the, like this, reaching out where people, who's J.M. Ryerson? It doesn't matter. This is the message that I want you to get. Uh, that team has been doing a pretty good job of getting me on the digital platform to get it out there. All right. Well, let's talk about that message, brother. Right. So what is the message of Let's Go Win? What, what is the main takeaway that you have when you're presenting this philosophy, which it sounds to me like it's an actual philosophy, to different people. Transcend in life is my quick tagline. And what that means to me is helping people overcome self-limiting beliefs. It is literally the one thing that just makes me cringe is when I see people with so much talent, so much to give, but because of their hard wires or they were raised a certain way, they don't believe they can do all that they can do. And literally this company is committed to helping those people overcome those. And there's some simple little things that people can do in order to achieve those things. That's what the company's committed to. And every time it, after this, one person says, man, that made a difference. That just feeds my soul, fills the bucket because I wish somebody had done it for me early in my career. And, and so that's the hope. Oh, man, brother, I really, really wish somebody would have walked me through a good 20 years ago what my self-limiting beliefs were. And we hear all the time, and, and you fell into one, dude, so I'm totally going to poke you in the eye about this. I'm not a very good marketer. That's a limiting belief, dude. I got you. Woohoo! But it is, right? It's totally a self-limiting belief, and we deal with that all the time. People, uh, clients and prospects, you know, Matt, I've never really done any sort of marketing. So if somebody presents that to you, I'm not a good marketer, which is a totally limiting belief. How do you worm your way into their brain and, and get that so that you break that immediate thought? That's a great point. And thank you for pointing that out. So my wife usually does that for me because we all have that, right? Well, we don't, I didn't even realize I had said it and you pointed it out. And one of my favorite books is, is Mindset by Carol Dweck. And it talks specifically about this where we do, we put these limiting beliefs or somebody else when we were 10 years old said you're X and we label ourselves. 
So you're right. First off, I recognize that, no, you're, you're correct. If I say I'm a terrible marketer, I'm going to be. If I say I'm going to be a great marketer, I will be. I do believe in that. So that's literally the first thing is exactly what you did. Pointed it out. And then you go to work to say, is that true? Is that even real? No, that's not real. In fact, I've, I've marketed a lot of stuff for a lot of times, but I said it. So there's somewhere in there that I got to get into and figure out why I said that. And then just to have the courage to face it. So I really appreciate it, brother. And I, I love that you did that because my wife does it for me and I love it. Yeah. Full disclosure here. I was actually a therapist in a previous life and I actually worked with people who suffered from schizophrenia. So it's really weird because this is oddly parallel. A lot of the auditory hallucinations or hallucinations that schizophrenia is schizophrenics have come from a previous experience that becomes a tape in their brain. So one of the things that we used to do as therapists is we used to try to uncover where the origins of those were, which surprisingly enough would reduce the effect of the negative impact on the person's life. This is no different, right? All of us have those tapes rolling and those tapes are those limiting beliefs. So let's dive in a little bit more about doing the work. Somebody, which you do, takes a mirror. Hey, this is one of your limiting beliefs. They agree because there has to be buy-in. They agree that they're going to work on it. Let's talk about the work. A big part of the work is just, I like to keep everything really simple. And so, yes, like you said, there's buy-in. We have admitted to the fact that I, it's there. Now that we've addressed that, now we can say, okay. And again, I, I you go through, is it real? How will that actually affect my life? If, if this is real and typically the first question answers it, that's not real and fear. It's a fear, right? False evidence appearing real. It's not even a real thing. So that usually answers the first question. Once we have that, then I talk about courage, having the courage because courage is like a muscle. You, it gets stronger, the more you use it, then have some fun. And if you do those two things, typically you'll overcome those self-limiting beliefs. So it's, it's literally a simple process of recognizing, is it real? Let's put some courage to play and then have some fun while we're doing it. And it's amazing how, you know what? Marketing's fun. Who, I have never met a marketer that's not having a great time. So specific <laughs> to mine, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't I go have fun and, and go be better at marketing? But I love the word courage because we as human beings really seem to love whatever our normal is. Now, our normal can be jacked up. As you know and I know, your normal can be what, however out of whack it is, but it's our normal. So that's our level of comfort. And you're asking people to step out of that comfort zone. What sort of feedback do you get from your clients when they have the courage and they're willing to put in the work let, let's have our audience hear what that does for them as a human. They have such a freeing experience because learning new things is fun. That's one thing that we forget is like how much fun it is. It's exciting. And so when you have this fear and you attack it with the courage, then you have a positive experience like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. They get excited to learn and then they're going. And actually, if you look at advisors, if you look at our careers, people take off their first 90 days because they're excited, they're kicking butt. Then we learn all this stuff and then we 
purge on people and we go, we flatline. And it's like, that's the whole idea here is just remember to go bring it some excitement to it. Have some fun while you're doing it. Smile more. And guess what? That's way more well-received than being buttoned up, looking professional, but extremely boring. And that's some of the stuff that we'll work on. It's just simple things like just put yourself out there the one time and have fun. And you'll be amazed at the feedback you get from your clients that, wow, that was really, I, I had a great time doing whatever the, the product was that we went through. Ernest Hemingway said, if I'm not crying when I'm writing it, they're not crying when they're reading it. And as I'm doing my mental preparation for, for podcasts or, or a performance of any sort, that's the first thing that I think of. What, what is the outcome desired, right? Um, and, and for podcasts, my whole goal is to have my, my guests really have a good time. Now, if they learn something or if they allow my people to learn something or if they have an epiphany or they say something in a way that they've never said it before, that's like, ding, 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 woohoo, you know, super happy. But if I want my clients, my guests to have good energy, guess what? I got to bring energy to the podcast, brother. Even if I'm delivering something that's not a lot of fun or if I'm talking about, you know, life insurance, which isn't always the easiest conversation, if I go into it with passion, if I go into it with that with that feeling of how important I know this is for people, they're going to emulate that because we're mirroring creatures, right? That's what we do. And if I go into it and I'm all grumpy or if I really need the sale, they're going to read that, right? But hitting that reset button is really important. When I first started in this industry, the office that I used to walk into with the advisor, he had a sign over the window. Uh, so you walked in the first door and then the second door because they had this double layer of security. And it said, now it's game time or something like that. And every day I would look at that and it's like, okay, it doesn't matter what happened before I walked in this door, it's game time now, I have to perform my best. And I just don't find that a lot of people want to put that that energy into it. Now, I'm going to get a little bit personal with you because you brought up the fact that you've got some boys and, and you wrote this cool ass book for them. What do you do outside of you know being the chief leadership officer and the CEO of Let's Go In? What do you do for fun? I always think that it's important for people to get to know you a little bit as a human too. So right now I'm playing a tremendous amount of pickleball. I'm a little obsessed, not going to lie, but typically you can find me playing a little golf, working out, being active with my boys. It's typically playing a game and having fun play of some sort. And and I actually, I, I love to write about how adults stop playing. I haven't, I'm still a kid. I like to have fun. In fact, my, my boy's birthday, we literally were competing as hard as we could playing pickleball, and he's really good. That's typically what I like to do outside of work. Do you have, now you mentioned a book earlier. Do you have that one to one go-to resource that is something that when, when somebody says, hey, Jam, you know, how did you become who you are? Or, or wow, that's a really piece of interesting uh, perspective. Do you have like a book or a saying or a TED talk that you consistently find yourself giving away? So there's three books that I always go to. There is um, the one I mentioned earlier with Mindset, Man's Search for Meaning. I know that's getting pretty deep with Viktor Frankl, but it's literally a life-altering book. And typically, The Advantage by Lencioni would be another one if you're building your business. And that's really talking about culture. Reading is just such a huge part of my life. And if you were to like, gun to my head. What do I, I would just say, read 10 pages a day. That's it. That's, that's all the guys I've met that you deem, I guess, successful guys and gals. 
there's there's only one similarity they're not tall they're not short they're not a man or woman fat skinny like they all read those three books for me brother they've been so impactful but it's reading in general is there a quote or a mantra that you have to set your brain in the right direction when you feel lost or a little directionless it's amazing what happens when no one cares who gets the credit I think of that every single day because it's true. It's, it's amazing how much can be accomplished if nobody cares who gets the credit and how much, how many more people can celebrate in that. I see so many egos ruin amazing projects because they want to have all the glory. And it's like, my analogy is go to a birthday party. Isn't it way more fun if you have a bunch of people at a birthday party? It's not great if it's just one person. So anyway, that's the one quote uh, that just has always stuck out in my head. That's a wonderful quote. I, I, that, that's absolutely fantastic. Boy, could you imagine what the world would be like if, uh, if that was like a mantra or something that was really seriously ingrained in people of all cultures across the world? Man, that would be... Whew. Huh. Pretty amazing companies have been built when they do it and unfortunately torn down when they forget it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I've seen it in our industry. Titans have come together, but it, eventually if that ego needs to be fed, man, it can just destroy it. If you could pass on a singular, well, I'm not going to limit you to singular piece of advice, but a piece of advice, especially to people coming into this industry, you said, you know, the first 90 days they come out, they hit it really hard and then they get all up in their head and they forget about things. But if you were able to give new agents and new advisors, just a couple of pieces of advice that would help them stay in the industry, which is one of the greatest industries I think that there is out there, what would it be? So the most profound lesson I personally learned is, is just being vulnerable, just being myself at all times. And I realize that's a really scary idea for people. But when you put on these masks, people don't, they, they don't get to see you and it's not authentic and it just doesn't come off well. So that would be my first piece of advice. The second part you said is the staying power. Just, just hang on, be persistent because this industry is so incredible. I promise if you spend 10 years, you are going to be whatever you deem financially successful. It's just, it's going to happen. Those would be the two pieces you didn't, you said I got more than one. So being vulnerable and literally just stay grit or persistent or whatever you want to call that second one, it will pay off. If somebody after hearing this would like to talk to you a little bit more about, about Let's Go Win, talk to you about the book, um, engage your services. What is the best way for somebody to reach out to you? Let'sgowin.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Let's Go Win, Instagram, some form of Let's Go Win 365. I should know that. My wife will kill me. Uh, and Let's Go Win with Facebook. It'd probably be the best way to reach me. By the way, let'sgowin.com is a great .com. That was, however you got that dude was brilliant. What a wonderful URL and a great, great philosophy. J.M. Ryerson, thank you so much for being on the show and letting us get to know you a little bit better and giving some good bits of advice to our audience. 
Thank you so much for having me, Matt. I really appreciate it, brother. Have a great one. Now, we will make sure that we have all of the links that, that JM just talked about in the show notes, as we always do. And if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button low. Finally, there is somebody in your life who isn't in the right headspace, who has self-limiting beliefs, and truly could use a good book, a good system to help them overcome the different things that are stopping them being the best person they can. So go to letsgowin.com, find out a little bit more about how you can help your friends and family and maybe even yourself become the best person you can. So I'm Matt Halloran for everybody here at Top Advisor Marketing and J.M. Ryerson. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.